Hi, I'm Mike. And I'm Matt. And welcome to Going Pear Shape, a podcast about just kind of whatever the fuck we feel like. Hey, Matt. Hey, Mike. Hey, so uh, normally we just immediately get into the topic for the week uh, at this point, but I want to just clean, clear something up, you know, just uh, lay something out there, and it's the fact that I'm a complete fucking moron. Did you lock yourself out of your own Twitter? Yes, I did. So, uh, folks, behind the scenes... Um, we actually, like, as of this recording, this is episode four, we haven't actually gotten the podcast launched yet as of this recording uh, on AudioEntropy.com. The site's not actually, like, out. Um, and because, you know, no one really knew about the podcast, I kind of have had no reason to check the Twitter I had registered for a few weeks. So I had forgotten the podcast, uh, uh, podcast, well, I had forgotten the password uh, to the at going pear-shaped Twitter um, I went to the email address that I had set up for it to see about getting, you know, the, the password resets, see about getting access to it. And uh, I had an email there that said, uh, you know, hey, it was basically a thing to register, like to confirm, uh, you know, hey, is this Twitter supposed to be associated with this email? And the Twitter handle it listed in the text of the email was not quite correct. So I was like, wait a minute. No, that's not mine. So I clicked the link that said, no, that's not mine. And what it did is it went through and decoupled the Twitter handle that I didn't remember the password to anymore from the email, which is the only way I had to recover the password. And because I'm a nerd with anxiety and I don't want to talk to fucking tech support, that Twitter handle is just gone now. It's just gone forever. So the new Twitter handle for this podcast is at G-shaped, which is kind of shitty but it's the one that was generated for me based on the name of the podcast. So here we are. Also, that Twitter handle isn't gone. You can still follow it if you have like a really weird sense of humor, which I do. Which yeah, is why I'm going to go follow it right now. Yeah, it's yeah. So there is at going pear shaped still exists. It still has like an icon of this podcast as its icon, but it is never going to update again. Never, ever, ever. It's just gone. Until eventually Twitter deletes it for inactivity, which will probably take a few years. I don't know how that works. But, um, so anyway, Matt. Yeah. Alright, so the actual thing I wanted to talk about this week. Did you hear that, uh, uh, Awesome Games Done Quick 2017 just released its list of the runs for, uh, for, for 2017? Wow, I completely fucked up that sentence, didn't I? You wanted to say, did you hear that the games people released the list with the Go Fast video games in the t- year 2017? That's exactly what you wanted to say, right? Yeah, yeah, the one the one for January. So, folks, hey, hi, uh, I, <laughs> I'm Mike, and this is Matt. Let's start over. Video games are fun, sometimes. Bullshit. Yeah, no, well, video games are also bullshit. But, so there is a Twitter, uh, Twitter, God damn. Damn it! Wow, you are not having a good recording. No, I'm not. This is all staying in, though. This is all staying in. Fantastic. So, uh, twice a year, there is a marathon for speedrunning video games. Awesome Games Done Quick in January. Summer Games Done Quick in the summer. I think it's generally late, to lo- late July, early August. And uh, it raises money for a charity. Depending on which one it is, it's either Doctors Without Borders or the Prevent Cancer Foundation, I, I believe. And it's basically just a marathon of, of about a week of people just trying to beat video games as fast as they can and trying to raise money for charity. So just to kind of throw out up front in case somehow someone is nerdy enough to listen to us but not know what speedrunning is. Speedrunning is basically when you try to beat a video game as quickly as possible using basically any means necessary. Bugs, glitches, just completely break the game in half and try to beat it as fast as possible. And this, it can be as much as, like, I believe, so, so the, the record for, uh, Super Mario World involves, I believe it's still in the first level, you go into the first level, and then you basically do some shit that breaks the game and essentially lets you hack the game, and it just skips to the end credits, and I believe it takes, like, a minute and 47 seconds. I think that's about right, I know it's, like, sub-15 at, like, the absolute longest. Yeah, it's, uh... No, I th- yeah, I, th- I think it's like two minutes uh, at most. I, like, it's less than two minutes. Uh, so so that's something that a speedrun can be. Also, because there are things like that where you can just completely break a game so that you don't actually see any of the game, sometimes there's a category that's more than just get to the end real fast. Sometimes it's 
get to the end real fast, but play all the levels, or get to the end real fast, but collect all the doodads, or whatever. But the point is, you're trying to beat the game in some way as fast as you can. And there's a charity marathon where you can watch a bunch of people do that with a bunch of different games. And AGDQ and SGDQ uh, have been really fun in the past. Matt, what are, what are some of your favorite runs from previous years? Well, I think my favorite run has got to be, like, just of all time straight up, has got to be the AGDQ 2015 run with the Ninja Gaiden re- Team Relay Race uh, between Team Kappa and Team Franker Z, um, where they relay race and marathon their way through three incredibly difficult games in sub, I believe it's, let's see how long it takes. It doesn't take them very long in sub 40 minutes. Um, and during this race with uh, three people on each team um, going through three games, they finish within one second of each other. Yeah, that's, that is banana town. And that and those games being Ninja Gaiden, Ninja Gaiden Two, and Ninja Gaiden Three, like the old uh, NES, the Ninja old Gaidens, NES just... ones that I have never beaten any of, despite having played them for hours because they are fucking impossible. Yeah, and actually, kind of speaking of uh, of relay races, relay races are kind of a fun thing. There's actually going to be one at Awesome Games Done Quick 2017 of the three Donkey Kong Country games, which I think is exciting because Donkey Kong Country One is a classic. Donkey Kong Country 2, arguably one of the best games ever made, and Donkey Kong Country 3 exists. So that'll be fun. I heard it's okay. Never it, actually played I've, 3. I have. It's it's not a bad game, but it was made by Rare's B team while their A team was working on the early N64 stuff, and it fucking shows. So, um, so yeah, so... My personal favorite... Uh, runs have been things like Super Monkey Ball. I love Super Monkey Ball runs. Uh, F-Zero GX runs. I guess I just have a weird amusement vision fetish uh, for for speed running. Uh, I love that. Uh, there was one, I believe it was AGDQ uh, 2015, either 15 or 14, where there was a run of Super Mario Sunshine where all of the couch like started singing along and snapping every time you got to the bonus level and that do 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 you know when they did the uh, the acapella thing yeah 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 uh i think probably the most fun run and so so in the last one in a uh, summer games done quick 2016 uh there was a run of jack and daxter that happened in the middle of the night by a canadian runner who essentially had gotten there at the last minute uh because Basically, his flight had gotten delayed to shit. I think his luggage went missing at some point. Basically, the dude was tired and delirious, and his couch was not helping with the whole, like, this is out of control thing. And it just, they started just doing Owen Wilson impressions at one point. It's it's a complete fucking train wreck. Um, it essentially just becomes a let's play where the guy just happens to be able to play the game really fast. And it's it's just, it's bananas. That run was actually, like, it's not good in a conventional sense, but I actually thought that run was tremendously entertaining. Maybe not oh, for the was. right reasons, but that run is actually, like, really, really good. Oh, no, it was absolutely for the wrong reasons. Uh, uh, the thing is, the guy has, uh, he's been, because of that nonsense, I think mostly because he got, he got people to, like, tweet at, like, Air Canada uh, to blame them for everything that happened in the run. Uh, and so he's he's been... He's been barred from running games uh, at GDQ events for a year. <laughs> he can still he can still attend and be like on the couch and help give commentary, but he can't do any runs in 2017 because he accidentally got a shitload of people to go harass Air Canada. Yeah. Oh my god, well, that's amazing. Well, I don't think it was accidental so much as he didn't think through the consequences of his actions. That that's the thing you need to understand when you're a runner at one of these marathons when there's a huge Twitch audience. If you tell the viewers to do something a good number of them will do it. Don't e- don't even jokingly be like, "Hey, tweet at something." Oh god. They'll I, do it. I, They'll do it on Moss. It's just like that's gonna happen. That's gonna fucking happen. Oh yeah, and for any prospective viewers who may have not ever watched the GDQ event, although if you're listening to this, I'm assuming you've probably either watched it or you just don't give a shit, turn off the Twitch chat. It's not the exception. Yeah, it's no, it's it is very much the rule of Twitch chat. And again, for the unfamiliar, the rule of Twitch chat is that Twitch chat is the worst. It's terrible. There's an arrow, there's a small arrow in the top right you can click to turn off Twitch chat. I don't know why it's that small. I kind of do know why it's that small. 
because they don't yeah. want you to turn off the Twitch chat, but turn off the goddamn Twitch chat. In weird like... little... Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, weird little side tangent. Uh, Twitch, the second annual TwitchCon just happened, and there was a... Uh, and, you know, it, because it's a Twitch, uh, you know, based convention, all the major panels were streamed on various Twitch channels, like, li- there for the internet to see with chat and everything... And there was a panel on diversity in gaming. Can you imagine how that went with the chat? Oh, God. The thing about Twitch chat is, like, the pitch of Twitch chat is literally you can go to this con and meet all of the incredibly well-adjusted, polite people you've been uh, fraternizing with in the chat in these streams. And it's like, no. I would genuinely, like, rather slice the skin off of my fingers with, like, a rusty box cutter than do that. And I fucking mean it. If it comes down to it, I'll I'll take the box cutter every time. Like holy shit. Yeah. Uh, so what are, so what what are some more of your favorite runs? Because you only got to say one so far. Um, Bionic Commando Two Rearmed. Also during uh Summer Games Done Quick 2015, where one of the donation incentives was called the 100% hype mode. Um. So what it effectively was is it was a 100% clear run of Bionic Commando Rearmed Two. Um, there was a bonus donation incentive called Hype Mode. Hype Mode is... Oh, an... by, by, by the way, a bonus donation incentive. Basically, as the marathon goes on, they'll have extra things to try and raise more money. And it basically says, like, basically when you make a donation, you can put your donation towards some kind of thing. Like entering a raffle, uh, a bidding war on something that might happen. Like, like, say a game lets you enter a character's name. You can have a bidding war in the name of the character. Or you can just say, put it toward this bonus thing that we might not otherwise do. Like, it can sometimes turn an any percent run into a 100% run, or add an additional short, like, bonus run or glitch exhibition that would not normally be there. Or sometimes it'll just be something funny. Like hype mode. So hype mode is an unofficial mode in Bionic Commando Rearmed 2 that exploits a bug with the elevators in the game that causes the main character, Rad Spencer, to start screaming and never ever stop so yeah. the almost the entirety of this run is played with the main character screaming at the top of his lungs for the entire duration yeah. um also the so, fact that so it's be, an, oh go ahead so, yeah so, so to be clear on how that works basically the character in that game basically if he starts falling a long distance he starts screaming like that's a basic kind of video game thing and they looped, they, they set up his scream audio-wise so that it could loop for as long as it needed to. So it's just a constant, ah, kind of thing. But basically, if you fall on an elevator while it's going down in just the right way, he'll just start screaming and he'll just keep screaming. And it's great. So what happened is, originally with this donation incentive, is they thought that people would get really sick of the screaming. And at around, like, the third mark, they'd donate to turn off the screaming. That didn't happen. Hype mode was 100% activated, and they played almost the entire run with the main characters screaming. Also helping the fact is that the commentary was really good, and the people who were playing the game were really on point. The game is really interesting to watch as well. Just a super good run overall. Yeah. Oh, man, that that, that is a lot of fun. Um, Do do you want to take on one of, like, the bad runs? Because generally speaking, GDQ runs are very, very good. But every once in a while, typically at least once during a GDQ event, and sometimes it's not the fault of the person, you, they play a variance-heavy game and they just get hosed by Snake Eyes time and time again, um, Yeah, a run just goes wrong. Well, sometimes sometimes it will be on the runner. I remember that was that infamously bad uh, Crash Bandicoot 2 run where... So, okay, so for people who have not, like, watched speedruns of Crash Bandicoot 2... And I think this might actually be a thing with all three of the original Crash Bandicoot games, but I, I suspect it might just be two. There's a thing in that game where the most efficient way to kind of get all the what's-its in the game is to go far enough in a level to collect the crystal that you need to, to, to finish the level, but instead of actually going to the end of the level, kill yourself, and then do that for like four out of every five levels, and then just finish the fifth level, and you'll get all the widgets automatically. Um, the thing is... Because he was playing a run where he kept killing the character, he was making a lot of suicide jokes. And Games Done Quick, because it is a charity stream, unlike most Twitch events, tries to keep itself relatively family-friendly. And there's this dude just... He's obviously nervous because it's his first time kind of in front of a crowd. He's making tons of suicide jokes. 
and then he does something really stupid at the toward the very end of the run. Instead of actually finishing the run, he he just breaks the game. He just crashes the game. It's like, and that's it. You can stop the timer now. And then and then when no one applauds, he's like, I'm gonna fucking kill you all. Like this this is a dude who does not understand that the way you interact with people through the internet and the way you interact with people in person in front of a camera not the same. Yeah, I didn't watch that run because I don't generally try and watch runs that I think are bad. A run I did catch bits and pieces of was a notoriously bad Pokemon Yellow run, which unlike the previous aforementioned run wasn't really caused by the runner, but rather was caused by an absolutely awful, awful RNG spread where everything oh, that guy uh, needed... Hold, 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 pop, pop on the brakes. RNG. The brakes. Random number generation. Random number generator... Basically variants. It's when you roll the dice and you get snake eyes time and time again. You'll said runners will refer to that as bad RNG. This actually comes up a lot in GDQ runs because a lot of these yeah. games have random elements or like semi-random elements where a boss can like teleport and do one of three attacks and one attack will be slow, one attack will be fast, and one attack they'll put up like some bullshit shield and they'll waste a whole bunch of time. And depending on how that goes, runs can either go faster or slower. Pokemon, due to a whole bunch of different factors, has a lot of RNG, and no better place was this ever displayed than this Pokemon Yellow Run, where this guy does all the right things and just gets hosed time and time again. That run is honestly, it's a really short run, because, like, it goes catastrophically wrong, and he doesn't even come close to finishing it, but, like, oof, boy, felt for that yeah. guy. That that was, yeah. Ugh. And that's and that's kind of the risk you you take with with marathons, and I I think that's something that th the people putting these things together tend to basically their priorities seem to be a is the game popular, b is this game going to be safe to run in a marathon, c is this going to be an entertaining run like, and sometimes no matter how like relatively safe a game is like just bad stuff is going to happen. That is just, it's beyond the runner's control, and that just, it goes, it goes bad. That actually brings up an interesting point when you say, like, safe to run. One of the things that's actually, not really a seg, one of the things that actually does surprise me about GDQ runs is that despite the fact that, obviously, with the aforementioned crash run, they try and keep things, like, relatively family-friendly, I'm always surprised when they get games like Doom 2016 or Mad World, like, up on main stage, because, like, those games are... Most assuredly not very family-friendly. Like, Doom 2016, like, maybe I can see. Yeah. But a game like Mad World, it's like, holy shit, how did they green like this? I think I think it's really more of a thing with, like, Twitch as a company. Is, like, it, like violence is just part of video games. We're just going to roll with that. You're like, that's just that's just where we're at. Um, but but you, can, you can control, like, how many like naughty words you're saying, you know, it's, it's basically what, it, what is going to piss off the advertisers because there are sponsors to these events. Um, and there are in, you know, companies do like, as with a lot of charity things, there are sponsors, companies will give away prizes, uh, to people for donating. Like they're not really commercials cause the thing's not for profit, but it's, they're basically commercials. And generally speaking, those advertisers are going to be video game companies. And, when you're a video game company, you're not really worried about like a violent game tarnishing your image because again, that's just video games. But you definitely don't want someone coming out in a marathon that has like your logo plastered all over it and and basically going fucking 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 kill some fucking babies. I don't know, you know. I like how you had to stop yourself because you were gonna say shit that was way worse, and you're like, oh, I better not say that because it's bad. No. I the, th the thing is, I was trying to think of just a generic offensive thing, and for some reason, my mind defaulted to the 12-year-old, ha-ha, dead babies, you know? Oh, my I mind went way worse places than that. <laughs> I guess. I'm right, proud so, of that. Yeah, I'm, tr I'm trying to think. So what uh, What are some other, like, really good runs that are out there? Momodora. Mom oh, Momodora. That was a thing in, in uh, okay, so Summer Games Done Quick, uh, 2016. Uh, a gentleman by the name of, I believe, Half Coordinated is his handle. That is correct. Yes. Uh, he he is handicapped. He essentially only has one hand that he can play video games with. He his 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 other hand is not super functional. He's actually kind of known for holding like a plush or something in his other hand while he plays. 
just to kind of keep it steady because it's kind of just doing its own thing. Um, and he plays this game called uh, Momodora 4. He plays uh, games in the Momodori series, which is an, a series of any games that's kind of basically a weird mishmash of old-school Castlevania games and Dark Souls. I think it's probably the, the, the best way to put it. I didn't even know it was an entire series. Yeah, oh yeah, like the, the game he played was like the fourth one. Oh, seriously? What the fuck? Okay. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, I thought it yeah, was just like um, a weird one-off indie game. Go figure. Yeah, no, no, it's 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 kind of it's it's got a cult following mostly for just being like these brutally difficult two D platformer kind of Metroidvania things. Um, so yeah, basically just Castlevania cross Dark Souls cross anime titties is basically what we're looking at. Um, but yeah, so he plays it and it's just it's the big inspiring thing, and and was a big thing for like kind of getting out there like hey, uh, there are folks out there who are trying to make games more accessible for people with physical disabilities. And it was kind of a big thing. Like he actually got a standing ovation at the end of the run. Uh, it was, it was a really big, like heartwarming moment. It was, it was basically the literal polar opposite of the crash Two run. I was talking about earlier. Like if, if there, if there are two events in human history that are exact opposites of each other, it's those two things. You might want to talk about, uh, awful games done quick for a bit. Right, right. Okay. Uh, so awful games. So, so basically during these marathons, uh, they'll tend to have, like, themed blocks of content. Like, if, say, the docket has, like, several Sonic games in, in it, they'll just play them all in a row, and that's the Sonic block. Maybe there's a Mega Man block. Maybe there's a uh, horror game block. Maybe there's an indie block, you know? And, and the thing is, just because there's a themed block doesn't mean, like, the games from that theme won't appear anywhere else. Like, there's almost always a Mario block, but there's also almost always an additional Mario game or two floating around somewhere else in the schedule because, like, runners like running Mario games. They're fucking Mario games. They're incredibly popular. Uh, But there's also a block, uh, typically, that's called Awful Games Done Quick, which is a block where people play shitty, shitty games. Usually licensed NES titles uh, most of the time, but just really bad games. What's fun about bad games, so a lot of times the appeal of a speedrun for a good game is that it's a well-known game that people have played a lot and they like seeing it broken. They like seeing people, you know, you know, like pe- people fucking love, like, say, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. So it's really fun and they know it back to front. If you're a hardcore gamer, odds are you've beaten that game multiple times. I haven't, but that's because I'm weird. And so it's interesting to see someone beat that game that normally takes hours and hours and hours and is a sprawling, just epic adventure and see someone beat it in, I think, like 10 minutes, something like that. Something like stupidly, staggeringly low. Like, I remember their Morrowind speed run taking like literally eight minutes. It took me like 70 hours to beat that fucking game on my first playthrough. Yeah, yeah. And it's 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 another thing uh, with Legend of Zelda. It's another thing kind of similar to... Uh, to the Mario World uh, thing I was talking about earlier, where you're mostly just you're glitching out the game to cause you to jump way ahead, basically to the end of the game automatically instead of actually like making your way to the end. And because it's a speed run and, and any percent speed run, any percent being the category that's just get to the end by any means necessary, no other restrictions. Uh, you know, if if you have the opportunity to just warp to the end credits, go for it. And you'll see that in games as good and well-liked as Ocarina of Time or Super Mario World or games as bad as Sonic 06. That's a big thing if you're doing a Sonic 06 run is there's a point in that game where you get, like, I think a third of the way through Sonic's story and then you just warp to the fucking end, I think. Something like that. I Honestly, whenever somebody says Sonic 06, my eyes just kind of glaze over and everything becomes a blur. Honestly, honestly, dude, the the speedruns of that are fucking incredible. And... And to that point, the point I was getting to with the Awful Games Done Quick block is while it can be fun to see a game you love kind of destroyed, uh, bad games tend to be the most broken. And so you can see people get away with some redonkulous shit. And it's hilarious. Actually, to that point, a really weird thing that occasionally comes up during GDQ runs is when a game that is conventionally bad winds up being really good for speedrunning. I'm specifically thinking Mega Man X6, which by any sort of conventional standard is a fucking terrible game. Um, the yeah. new sprite work is really trashy and lazy. Generally, the environmental sprite work's actually okay. Um, the level design is awful. 
Um, the localization is some of the worst I've ever seen in a video game. The difficulty curve is all over the place in exactly the wrong sorts of ways. The music is fucking phenomenal, actually. It's one of the best soundtracks in the series, and it makes me angry that it's wasted on that game. Dude, but I am a Sonic fan. You don't need to tell me about great soundtracks wasted on bad games. <laughs> Let's talk about Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. No, I'm kidding. But the Actually, like, we could, one of the things I was going to mention is that a really like bad game that fucking speedrunners love is Sonic Boom. Let me let me let me let me finish here and then we can talk about Sonic sure. Boom because we should yeah. talk about Sonic Boom. Um, but Mega Man X Six is fascinating because despite rightfully being hated by the fan base as like a really bad game because it's a really bad game, Mega Man X Six is an excellent speedrunning game. It's relatively low on like random variants. Um, a lot of the strategies you need to beat that game like in the fastest way are really really interesting and it's generally just like a really good skill test it plays really quickly none of the bosses are like prohibitively long or anything like that it's actually like a really good speedrunning game and you get that from time to time where bad game conventionally really good speedrunning game and i can't think of any other game off the top of my head but i can definitely think of Mega Man x6 as being an example of that not Mega Man x7 yeah. though that game true well and truly does fucking suck there's no redeeming qualities to that one well, all right, but uh, you know, uh, before I do want to circle back to Sonic Boom. Yeah, let's talk about. But Sonic Boom. I do, I do want to say that, like, sometimes also, kind of by that same token, there are games that are really, really good and just will not make a good speedrunning game. It's just not going to happen. Hell, there are a lot of those. I feel like a lot yeah. of turn-based RPGs just go too fucking slow. Which yeah, is always. There's... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, RPGs are a really hard sell, at least for me, on uh, on speedrunning. Although there are some RPGs that you can just completely break in half. Morrowind. Uh, Morrowind. Uh, well, is, isn't there, like, what's what's the Final Fantasy that you can, like, beat in, like, super quickly in, like, an hour or so? Oh, God. There's... Is it is it is it 9? Is it 8? It's definitely not 9, because I watched the 9 speedrun, and that one was, like, 4 hours long. It's a really good speedrun if you love Final Fantasy 9. Which I do. And Final Fantasy yeah. IX is actually interesting because that was a game that was designed to accommodate that style of play because there's a weapon in that game where you essentially need to get up to, like, a casual speedrunning level to even access that weapon. Um, which yeah. actually is a side tangent, kind of speaks volumes for the level of thought and care that went into designing Final Fantasy IX, which is why it's the best Final Fantasy. Not close, fight me. Anyway, okay. whatever yeah. you were going to say. That's still impressive, though, to take a game that's supposed to take, like, I don't know, 100 hours and cut it down to four, but still like a four-hour speed run. It can be kind of hard to watch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Sonic Boom. So the thing with Sonic Boom, in case in case you were living other, under a rock in like 2015, um, I believe that game came out in 2015. I, was I, it? I think it was 2014. 2014? I'll look it up Although right I think, now. I think the marathon that it was running was the one in January of 2015. I could be wrong. The thing with Sonic Boom is it was super fucking broken. It was super fucking broken. Just holy shit. The game was rushed out the door. It was busted. And there was a glitch where you could essentially pausing the game reset a bunch of shit that it shouldn't necessarily reset. And what you could do is you could essentially jump forever if you played as Knuckles. And it completely just let you sequence break the game. It was nuts. Sonic Boom. Rise of Lyric. Initial yeah. release date. November 11th, 2014. 32% on Metacritic. Yeah, that game. But the thing is, like, as soon as that game came out and was so royally busted, and especially after people discovered the Flying Knuckles glitch, like, the, the, like, the whole world was laughing at how bad Sonic Boom was. Like, it was it was, it was was a punching bag uh, in the industry for a good long while there. But, but when that infinite jumping glitch was almost immediately discovered, speedrunners across the world went, hmm... Oh, this could this could be something, because again, like a good game objectively and a good game for speedrunning are two different things. If your game is busted enough and is fun to break, like it'll it'll do good for speedrunning. It'll be it'll speedrun real good. Uh, so let's let's kind of talk about like runs we're excited about. Unless you have anything else you want to add about previous marathons, uh, we can get into the list of announced games for. Uh, for 2017 HEDQ. I, I think I'm good. Um, there are a lot of, like, I, I think I've stated, like, my absolute favorites. There are a lot of just, like, really generically good runs that I don't feel are necessarily exceptionally noteworthy, but, like, the, one of the things that makes GDQ worth watching is just the general quality of the runs and the commentary is just so fucking high. Like, yeah. 
like the the quality standard for the event is like really really high and the people who run it really give a shit and it shows yeah um but in oh. terms of like specific runs i i don't think i have anything all right so let's let's get into runs we're looking forward to in the next kind of marathon uh and they they put up a list and this is not on any kind of schedule yet and Honestly, some of these runs might be, like, the runner turns out they can't do it, so they have a bunch of backups lined up. Uh, but this is just kind of in alphabetical order here. So, one thing I'm looking forward to, and this feels a little weird to say after talking about the infamously bad Crash 2 run from earlier, this is presumably a different runner. I'm looking forward to a Crash 2 run. I want to see an actual good run of Crash 2. And this one is a 100% run. Uh, and the, the thing is... At least for me, like, I feel like in, t in terms of watching, like, someone actually try to speedrun it, I think Crash 3 is the better game because you have more movement options, or at least you unlock more movement options. But also because in order to, like, to basically to fully beat that game, if you're doing a 100% run, uh, you you have to get, like, the time trial mode. So essentially you're speedrunning through each level a few times, like, at least twice. And so there's a lot of like repeated content. It's just like mm, I don't I don't know. Uh, so that so I feel I feel like Crash Three is more interesting if you're just getting to the end, and Crash Two is probably a better game if you're hundred percenting it, because there's a lot more like with Crash Two. It's just like it's just the crystals that you just need to get to the end, and then also the gems for getting all the boxes. And so there's a lot less of like oh I need to backtrack and repeat levels to hundred percent Crash Two. Uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to... I'm also looking for Crash Team Racing. Hey, did you notice that I really liked Crash Bandicoot during the actual PS1 days when it was actually good? Um, that Crash Run being at GDQ kind of brought up something that was really weird. People are very passionate about Crash Bandicoot still. If not for loving it, then for also hating it. Oh, dude, I, I'm still passionate about Crash Bandicoot. I fucking love Crash. I just, I, I personally don't get it on either side of the aisle. The Crash Bandicoot games were always better than average platformers, which kind of came and went insofar as I was concerned. Um, Definitely not a game series I'm down on, but also not one I'm super passionate about. But people, man, apparently if you don't like that series, you fucking hate it. Yeah, it it's, it is weird. No one seems, almost no one seems to just be neutral on it. Like, it's it's always like, oh man, I love these, or oh man, they're garbage. And the thing is, I think they are definitely a product kind of of their time. Like they like they're definitely they're definitely three D platformers from when developers were kind of first figuring three D platformers out. And well, I you know, and I'm not gonna say like, oh well, you just you just you know, because I th I think it's aged well. I think it's still a lot of fun, but maybe that's just nostalgia talking. I don't fucking know. Um, but like, yeah, the, like they're fun games, especially again with Crash Three. Once you got the, once you had the the dash and the slam move and the helicopter spin, and you you just had all these movement options. You could sprint. You had a bazooka. Like once once everything opened up that the character could do, that game got real real fun, and he got real real fun to control. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm trying to remember uh, what. I'm tr trying to think of what else is on the list. Hold well, on, we mentioned the up. Donkey Kong Country uh, sort of marathon race, the, so, sort of relay race, and that's going to be fun. Uh, re relay races are just a ton of fun in, in, in general in these kinds of things. Especially, like, again, that Ninja Gaiden run where, in spite of the fact that it was a, a relay race across three games, it still ended, like, super close. Like, holy shit. Yeah, and it was fairly back and forth as well up until that point. Like, yeah, yeah, that that if I have to recommend anybody watch run one run, it's going to be that one. It's a little long in about 40 minutes, but like, God damn. Yeah. Uh, what's what's one you're looking forward to? Um, I'm interested to see how they break Undertale. Yeah, that I saw that. I'm like, I don't man. I don't know how good of a speed run game that's going to be. Apparently, but... the way it works is there's an item in that game called the punch card that causes that game to freak out. And I'm interested in seeing that. So I'm thinking what it'll be is it'll be like some of the older Pokemon runs where it's Oh, I know. Oh, oh, it just hit me what the punch card was. It's the thing that the the nice cream guy tries to give you the second time he shows up where you can if where he's he, he tries to do a thing where like, "Oh, you buy three ice creams. I'll give you one free as long as you've got the punch card." Apparently, it, that thing breaks the game. Okay. Like, yeah. really, really hard. I have no idea how it breaks the game that hard. I will be very interested in seeing. Yeah. 
Um, that's definitely what I'm looking that's, forward to. Yeah. And that's the thing where, like, I, I, we kind of touched on it earlier. I'm the kind of person where, like, I don't, I don't really know about speedruns of RPGs. And so, I, yeah, I don't know how interesting that's actually going to be. But, like, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I, I do feel like that one was selected more more than anything else for the fact that, like, hey, Undertale's so fucking hot right now. We want people to watch this marathon. Like, let's let's get let's get the Undertale run in. Oh, I know we'll another one I'm looking forward to. Yeah? Mighty Number no. 9 is actually going to be at this event. Yeah, speaking of games that are, like, again, that game probably actually is a pretty good speedrun game. It's just maybe not a good game on its own. <laughs> maybe they sort of, kind of, maybe sort of, kind of created one of the most notorious Kickstarter fuck-ups of all time. Yeah, and actually, and that was kind of a thing with, and again, kind of going back to Sonic Boom, is... Sometimes there's a game where just the speedrunning community, like, even though it's a bad game, the speedrunning community knows immediately, like, yeah, we're going to have fun with this one. Like, that that happened with Sonic Boom, and I, 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 it seems to be happening with Mighty Number no. 9. It seems like like the speedrunning community took a look at that as like, huh, an old busted-ass wannabe Mega Man game. This should be fun. So let's see. Ratchet and Clank going Commando. I'm looking forward to that. It's a new game plus race, which... Previous Ratchet and Clank runs uh, in these marathons have not been New Game Plus. They've been just fresh files for the most part. Uh, so I'm kind of interested to see what this looks like because presumably if it's a New Game Plus, like they're going to be starting with all the shit maxed out. Like they're going to have just all the items, all the weapons. This shit's going to just fucking pop off. I want to know what's going on there. It does. It does designate the category as New Game Plus, no IMG, and I don't know what IMG stands for. Uh, based on context clues, I assume G stands for glitch, so it's some it's some glitch that they are just sort of agreeing not to exploit for the sake of the run. Instant map glitch? Instant instant something glitch would probably yeah, be Yeah, well, I, I was going to say instant or infinite, one of those. Um, but yeah, usually that is something that happens, is sometimes there is a glitch. Oh, that, it might be infinite money glitch. Well, if it's if it's a new game plus, they can basically set themselves up to already have infinite That's money if true, they really want. That's true, actually. Hmm. So, yeah. But basically, there sometimes sometimes there are glitches that will allow you to to beat a game incredibly quickly, but will make for an an not very entertaining run to watch, or maybe not even a not entertaining run to like be the speedrunner. So sometimes they'll you know speedrunners will make additional categories. They're just like, hey, uh, we're beat the game as fast as you can without doing this one specific thing that is technically faster, but makes everything real boring. And that's and that's usually the distinction. It's usually any percent, one hundred percent, and then from there, categories tend to be game specific. Like beat the game as just this character, or you know, beat the game with this restriction, or whatever the fuck, you know. Uh, now, oh, here's a weird omission. Uh, so in the last couple GDQs, there was a big uh, Super Mario Maker like kind of thing. Do people? Teams basically relay raced through super hard Mario Maker levels that were custom made by other members of the speedrunning community just to be real fucking hard. And they wouldn't have any time to prep. And it was it was really, like, it was some really fun stuff. Uh, but now there's just kind of a, a mystery game tournament. And it's just blind races of, I guess, random games. So we'll see how that goes. Another kind of glaring omission is the last few GDQs had a block dedicated to... Uh, I believe it's called Tetris Grandmaster. Oh, yeah. Which is just... Now, it's... The Tetris guys are there, but it says Tetris with card capture Sakura Eternal Heart. So that's... I think that's an unrelated thing. But yeah, like, the, the Tetris Grandmaster thing is... Uh, there was an arcade game in Japan that is a Tetris game. And unlike most Tetris games, it is designed for you to be able to beat it. And also, unlike most Tetris games, it is insanely hard immediately. Like, you just, it's just fucking, you're off. Like, I, I basically, there is a top rank in that game that I think, like, seven people on Earth have managed to reach. No, no, let's not exaggerate. I'm pretty sure it's at least in double digits. I don't think so. I think it's, I think, I, now this, this was back when, I, th I think, like, two, two marathons ago, when we first kind of introduced to the, to the Tetris Grandmasters, I think they said that at the time, there were seven people in Japan who'd managed to do it. And none anywhere else. And then the guy who was on the marathon managed to achieve it uh, like a month later. So last I checked, which again has been about a year, seven people ever in Japan and one American. And that was it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I actually can't find it. 
but yeah, so the, I, I guess we forgot that in our recommendations. Check out the, the Tetris Grandmaster stuff, because that shit is good. You get to watch cyborgs dressed up as humans get play Tetris. It's kind of insane. Yeah. Um, I mentioned before that I love Monkey Ball, and I'm glad to see... Uh, Monkey Ball was notably absent from the last couple marathons, despite being a staple in the early going, and like it's back, so someone's playing Super Monkey Ball 2. But also, someone's playing Super Monkey Ball Adventure? Which is that Traveler's Tales kind of platform game based on Super Monkey Ball that they made. Uh, kind of weird side tangent. Man, Traveler's Tales, before they strictly kind of became the Lego game people, did a lot of that where like someone would just hand them a license and just be like, hey, the old dev is gone, we need a new game in the series, go. Like, they they made Sonic 3D Blast, they made Monkey Ball Adventure... Kind of going back to Crash Bandicoot after uh, Naughty Dog stepped away and started working on the Jack and Daxter games. Uh, Traveler's Tales made the next like mainline Crash game. I think it was called Wrath of Cortex. It wasn't good. That's just kind of something Traveler's Tales did. Traveler's Tales isn't that bad of a company, honestly. No, they're not. The thing is, they're they are they are they are a competent developer who has had to make. Who has been? Who have been given like impossible schedules and like, essentially they're they're handed a license and told to make a game out of this in a very short time, and then under the circumstances do admirably well. Like I mentioned, Sonic 3D Blast before, and Sonic 3D Blast not a super good game, but they made that in like a month. Like Sega basically can't. I for, I forget what I I think it I think it was after Sonic X was canceled, but due to like you know internal politics in. Sega, and that's a discussion for another time. But they're just like, fuck, we need a Sonic game for this holiday season. Uh, Traveler's Tales, you have a month, make a Sonic game. And it better fucking be 3D. And, like, uh, okay. Traveler's and, Tales is like, I got you, fam. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's what they do. That, that Well, at least that was their thing for the longest time. Now they're making Lego games, and it, they seem to... They, they're doing gangbusters. They're pretty well respected at this point because of it. Uh, anything else on there that jumps out to you? No, I was actually looking over the list. There's not a ton here I'm excited about. Um, Trauma Center New Blood will probably be pretty good. That's one. Um, yeah. Now, of course, like, the whole marathon's gonna be probably entertaining. Like, that's oh, yeah, the thing, is sure. you can yeah, jump yeah. in at any time, but us usually people like to look at the list and the schedule and kind of like, okay, I'm gonna try and, like, make sure that I'm free when this game is happening, because I want to see that. And, like, it all goes up on YouTube later. Like, we've we've been mentioning runs where, like, you can go back and watch this shit. Like, it's it's there. It's on the internet for the most part. I say for the most part because I'm pretty sure that Crash 2 run has just been erased from history. I think I think they very deliberately just let that oh, one wait, go. Wait, wait, wait. Can you not find that run? I'm going to look for that run right now. Hold on. I'm not sure. Let, admittedly, when I checked, it was, like, shortly after that marathon had ended, and... Most of the runs had been put onto YouTube at that point, but pe a lot of people were thinking like, "Yeah, that one's just that one's just gone." Probably somewhere, some unofficial like bootleg version of it is probably up on YouTube somewhere, but I highly doubt Games Done Quick is officially hosting it anywhere. This is the run. Do you remember the name of the runner? Uh no, no, I don't. Huh? Says there is a run by one Roach Seven Eighty Eight for game Awesome Games Done Quick Crash Bandicoot Two Cortex Strikes Back. Uh, check, go to that page and check the comments, and if they're all talking about, holy shit, this was the worst run ever, then, like, that's probably him. No, it doesn't look like it. Okay, then that's probably a different run, because I'm certain more than one person has run Crash 2. Like, there have been a lot of marathons. And Crash is not a super huge, like, speedrunning series, but, like, it's a popular series it gets run. Oh, yeah, apparently the... <laughs> found it. Mirrored because it was take yeah, they totally wiped that VOD from existence and they're pretending it doesn't exist. That's really funny to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, also, like, the runner, like, for as bad a job as he did, and again, this kind of goes back to, like, man, Twitch chat, uh, dude got fucking harassed after the fact. And I, th I think I think people, like, like mass-reported his channel. Yeah, ban apparently... From, according to this channel, September 6th, 2015, banned... I think his channel was reinstated, but banned from GDQ and Twitch because of his shitty suicide jokes and generally crappy behavior. Yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, that's oh actually boy. pretty accurate and leveled even-handed as far as that is an assessment of that run goes, because, oh boy. Oh, yeah. 
Okay, well, this rambling is getting dangerously close to an hour, so do you have anything else you want to touch on before we go to questions? Nope, 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 nope. Okay. Now, if you want to send us some questions, and they can be about anything. They don't have Literally to be about a topic anything. we're discussing. Yeah. Uh, the two I've got for today are on topic, but they can be about anything. And you send them at G-Shaped on Twitter. That's G-S-H-A-P-E-D. That is the new Twitter. That is the one I haven't lost It's going to be uh, great. Yet. It's going to be like that one bit with the Mr. Show thing with the pre-recorded call-in show where yeah. people keep sending their questions to the wrong goddamn Twitter. We're yeah. going to have a new Twitter every three weeks. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God, I hope not. I hope I don't lose this one. Fuck. But anyway, so at G-Shaped on Twitter. Um, these are actually, again, because as of this recording, we have not actually launched the podcast yet. I had to hit up some friends for some questions. So these are both from uh, other folks on the Audio Entropy Podcast Network. Uh, this one is from Fiona from HM96. And she asks... What is basically what's a, a game that should never ever be speedrun? What is a game that would just be terrible for speedrunning? Oh god, Quest sixty four. Wait, didn't someone try to do that? Oh yeah, they did it did it every year. And the funny thing about that run and the thing that makes that run so entertaining is the runners have like a comprehensive knowledge of that game and explain like point by point, act by act, beat by beat, why that game is fucking awful for speedrunning and why they're doing it and why nobody else should. All right, that's... It's actually a really good run. I highly recommend it. But it's also a very bad run for all the reasons I just mentioned. Okay. Well, I was going to I was gonna talk about fucking Desert Bus. <laughs> Penn and Teller's fucking Desert Bus. Yes, that's yeah, also that's another not, one. That's not a good one to speed run. If you folks don't know what Desert Bus is, uh, basically Penn and Teller as, like, I guess a sick joke, at least a Sega Saturn game that basically simulates uh, driving from, I forget where, I think from L.A. to Las Vegas... And it, it happens in, like, real time. Like, I think it, like, takes, like, 14 hours to get to make the trip. And you're driving a bus. And the thing is, the bus is such that it's always kind of kind of leaning. The wheels the left are a little slightly bit. out of alignment. Yes, you cut, you have to adjust. Um, but if you go off the road, you lose. So basically for 14 hours, you have to just consistently, like, every so often just hit right on the D-pad. And that's it. You're just driving and driving and driving. And it is... It is a deliberately bad, like, joke of a game. And they're actually, kind of speaking of charity marathons, I don't know if that's still happening, but, like, every year for a while now, there's been a desert bus marathon where, for charity, people will just play desert bus through to completion. And it is, oh, man, it is a mind-numbing thing. It is real, real bad. That's a bad speedrun game. Uh, anything else come to mind? Um, no, Quest 64 is definitely the one that comes to mind immediately. Alright, so let's move on to the next question. Uh, this one is from Greg, who is from uh, another podcast on the Audio Entropy Network, War and Beast. Uh, and he asks, uh, he says, what is your fondest or most satisfying game to speed run? For, like, us personally? Yeah, I, th I think, uh, I yeah, he's asking about us personally, like, if we speed run. Mega Man X4. Uh, Mega Man X4 is one of the only games I can actually do most of the really advanced speedrun strats. I'll never be able to get, like, GDQ times, but I can actually do most of the speedrunning stuff in that game. And I've played that game through enough times that stuff like Slash Dash canceling and, like, the frame-perfect jump in um, Magma Dragoon stage on, like, the X speedrun, I can actually do. Okay, nice. Um, me, I've never, like, set out to speedrun a game, but there are, there is a game that I will casually just beat all the way through, like, real fast, like, I'll just blast through it, and that's Wretched and Clank 3, a.k.a. up your arsenal. Like, I will just beat that, I'll just fucking go through that game and just blast through it in an afternoon, and just, just kind of casually do it. Like, I'll, I'll beat it, and then I'll beat it again on the New Game Plus, just because, like, fuck it, whatever, I love that game. It's, it's kind of my mindless, like, I'm just playing this to fucking shoot things game, and I'll, I'll just tear through it. Yeah, and that's kind of the interesting thing about, like, speedrunning games and deciding to get into speedrunning games is I figured out that, like, the trick to getting into, like, speedrunning a game is just to really, really love the game, like, straight up, because that's the reason I got into, like, speedrunning Mega Man X4 is I, I fucking love Mega Man X4. It's one of my favorite platformers of all time, and from that, I just naturally, and I didn't even, I actually learned stuff like Slash Dash canceling and, like, that frame-perfect jump on my own. There was other stuff I didn't know about, but I actually just learned a number of those tricks on my own 
and like with my brothers because we played that game so many fucking times we just picked up on that stuff sorry off tangent no no no. it's it's fine it's fine like that was the question you you answered the question oh wow i was on topic for once holy shit yeah Woo! all right so i think I think that uh, that's going to do it for us. Again, you can find us, and I've actually been forgetting to do this, you can find us on AudioEntropy.com along with a bunch of other really good podcasts, uh, ones that are way better than this fucking train wreck. Uh, And you can, again, hit us up on Twitter, at G-Shaped. And hopefully I won't lose the goddamn Twitter again. I'm going to laugh at when you lose the goddamn Twitter again. I'm going to cry when I lose the goddamn Twitter again. It really is going to be like that one Mr. Show bit. Please include the URL to that when this episode goes live, because that bit's way funnier than anything on this podcast. I mean, you can, I'll, just, I'll just tell you folks, you can you can find it on YouTube. It is, uh, I think it's called a pre-recorded call-in show, I believe is the title of the sketch. Genuinely, um, like, one of the funniest things I've ever watched yeah, in my off, life. Yeah, off of Mr. It is fucking, it is a transcendent uh like you know what that i think that's a topic for another time is uh we'll get into our favorite like comedy sketches and things like that talk about Um, things that are way funnier than us yeah of course um but in any case i think that's gonna do it so uh on behalf of me mike and matt over there Uh, my uh, that's me i can sign myself off i'm a big boy thank you very much yeah well on behalf of the two of us always remember Diddle yourself constantly. Oh, yeah.